It's the Americhips with Kim Monson. Now, while this is all going on, I went through President Trump's speech and uh, Chuck and Nancy's rebuttal. The most important story. The American people finally said enough, and that is why they elected Donald Trump. The latest in politics and world affairs. It's almost unbelievable that Trump has extricated the U.S. from the Iran nuclear deal. And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead. Because ideas matter. It's the Americhicks, dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Hey, welcome to the Americhicks. I'm Kim Munson. Uh, very excited to have a big show for you planned today. Be sure and check out my website, americhicks.com, and sign up for my emails. I'll keep you apprised of all the upcoming guests, topics, important events. There's a lot of important things going on out there. And I am the Americhicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering you a conservatarian perspective. Uh, as many of you know, uh, I'm partnering with Dr. Tom Cranawitter, his team over at Speakeasy Ideas. Uh, for Vino and Veritas, Wine and Truth, this is the fourth Monday of each month. Uh, the next one will be February 25th, and we are studying the Federalist Papers. It is, uh, it's really rich. Uh, we, the bad news is, is we are currently sold out, but the good news is, is email me at kim at com, and we will make sure that we get you on the wait list because we are certainly going to address demand. Uh, we, we're, we're so thrilled. We can't believe how many people are so excited about learning uh, these founding documents, learning about these founding documents. And we need, need to know why we believe what we believe so that we can have reasonable conversations with our friends and our family and our neighbors. So be sure and email me, Kim at and I will get you on the wait list for that. So, the funnies today. You ready for this, Steve? Okay. Oh, go. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so, late one night, a burglar broke into a house. And while he was sneaking around, he heard a voice say, Jesus is watching you. He looked around. He didn't see anything. So, he kept on creeping. And again, he heard, Jesus is watching you. And then in a dark corner, he saw a cage with a parrot inside. And the burglar asked the parrot, was it you who said that Jesus is watching me? And the parrot said, well, yes. Relieved, the burglar asked, well, what is your name? And the parrot said, Clarence. The burglar said, that's a stupid name for a parrot. What idiot named you Clarence? And the parrot answered, the same idiot that named the Rottweiler, Jesus. Thank you very much. Don't don't quit your day job. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's jump into the show. Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, the Capitol. I went down to the Capitol yesterday and testified regarding the uh, California emission standards. Uh, As many of you know, um, Governor Hickenlooper, before he left office, issued an executive order regarding low emission vehicles. And then shortly after Governor Polis took office, he issued uh, an executive order regarding zero emission vehicles. And basically what this is doing is is tying Colorado's emission standards to California's. And it's, uh, it's, it's almost Orwellian what's going to happen because uh, it, it's trying to force people to buy cars that they don't really want. And if the dealers don't hit a certain benchmark, then the dealers will be penalized. Uh, they'll uh, have to pay penalty or fines or, or penalties unless they purchase 
credits to offset those penalties. And there's only one place where they can buy those credits, and that is from Tesla. And so in a way, this is a a Tesla um, support system. Uh, And so anyway, uh, I went down and testified, uh, and because what had happened is Senator John Cook had brought forth legislation, Senate Bill 1953, and once again to explain Uh, If it's a Senate bill, it's SB, obviously, and if it's a House bill, it's HB, and that's where uh, the bill actually originates, and then it'll have the year. So in this case, it's Senate Bill 19, and then it has the actual bill number, which is uh, 043 or 043, and he brought forth this uh, legislation to say that, no, Colorado would not be tied to California standards, but in fact would uh, tie ourselves to the federal standards. Uh, This died on a 3-2 vote, straight down a party line. Um, But I was encouraged. There were a lot of people there that testified in favor of passing this to push back on the California standards. And uh, and then there were obviously people that uh, were there to uh, testify against it. And, you know, a lot of the the same people, it would be, you know, the League of Women Voters, Sierra Club, you know, all of these, uh, you know, um, very activist groups. So, Steve, did you have a thought? Well, I, you're pro- I'm going to jump out of sequence here because the last time we had Tim Jackson on and the two of you were discussing, you know, this issue. Right. And he's, he's the head of the Colorado Automobile Dealers Association. He brings a lot to the table in terms of explaining, especially the financial aspects of it in terms of uh, how much cost this is going to add to a vehicle. You, know, you, mm-hmm. you want to go out and you buy a new vehicle. Well, if you're going to play by the rules, then, you know, expect to add another two to four thousand dollars. Yes. Uh while you two were talking, I was sitting here thinking about that. You know, there's the old phrase, that's an apples to uh, oranges discussion. Mm-hmm. And I would like to tell dear Governor Hickenlooper and dear Governor Polis that this fascination with Colorado or California standards is an apples to oranges discussion. How Cal- so? California is not Colorado and Colorado is not California. And I pulled up a, 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 an elevation map of Colorado and it, it it brought the details, uh, brought to light <clears throat> the mean altitude of uh, Colorado is 6,800 feet. And I have no idea what the mean altitude of California, California is, but... A lot of it's sea level. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. And the big population centers of California are right at sea level. L.A., you know, obviously, mm-hmm. and, you know, San Fran. And so it it plainly says here in this in this map that i'm looking at of colorado it says colorado has the highest mean altitude of all 50 states mm-hmm. our minimum altitude is 3300 feet in the arkansas river valley somewhere the max altitude is 14400 obviously there's not a driving not a lot of driving up at that altitude but the point remains the same with such uh, drastic differences in our uh, in our mean altitude. How could we possibly want to compare or, or bring in the same rules that whatever California might have them and make them applicable to Colorado? It makes no sense at all. You know, Steve, it's it's an excellent point. It really makes no sense. And <clears throat> my testimony was really looking at the big picture, and that is is freedom versus force. I mean, that is the question. Uh, regarding government, uh, you know, across the across history and across the globe, is freedom and force. And America was founded on this idea that the individuals would have freedom, and that the the force of government would be very very limited. That government would be used for, 
for for just a few things, and, and they were very explicit in what they said in the Constitution. And um, so this is a real question about freedom or force. And so with these executive orders, in essence, it is force, where government is saying, we are want to force you to buy certain vehicles. And if you don't do that, we are going to penalize you. But Steve, I think that it's actually even more sinister, if, if that's the right word, regarding freedom, because the ultimate goal is to is to get everyday people out of their cars and uh, and freedom of mobility for everyday people to be able to go to work, to take their kids to school or to, to take their kids to, to, to practice or doctor's appointments or whatever. Freedom of mobility is, uh, is inherent in everyday people being able to thrive and prosper. Did you have a thought? Well, again, I, what I just said about apples and oranges. Now, there is a good apples and oranges comparison. Uh, to drive your own vehicle or to take something to do with public transportation, which more often than not, and you have made the, you made the point many times, the choice is not a good one. It is not a good one. So, for example, the safety of your vehicle. Uh, we, we've heard of murders that have occurred out on these RTD platforms. You know, a young woman at you know, 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning going to work is not necessarily safe, you know, standing out there on a platform for a, tra- a train or waiting for a bus. But there is a lot of safety in being in their own, in her own vehicle, being able to go to work. There is no way that families can thrive and prosper and do the things that they want to do by trying, <coughs> trying to get the kids to soccer practice or to a doctor's appointment on a train or a bus. And what's so frustrating to me is to see all the money that is being spent to try to get everyday people out of their cars. Now, I, I'm going to share something hearsay, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that it's true. That someone was in a meeting with uh, some elected officials who I know very well. And they were talking about public transit. And in the meeting, uh, somebody said, who among all of you, you know, took public transit to get to this meeting. And all of them are advocates for public transit. They're using public policy to uh, push people into public transit. They're, they're using public policy to fund and subsidize um, public uh, transportation. So the question on the table was, who among you used public transportation to get to this meeting? And nobody had. And then one of the elected officials said, well, that's not for us. That's for everybody else. And my friends, that's the key. That is what's going on here is whether or not the elites, you know, they, they're going to still use their cars, but they want everybody else to go into public transit. And, and public transit does not value people's time because you have to stand around and wait for the train. It could be late or the bus. It could be late. And then you have to you maybe transfer to another one. It does not honor people's time. And that is... What is so inherently unique about America is right there in the Declaration where it says that people have this inalienable right of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And that means that with their time, they should be able to go after their hopes and dreams. So to use public policy to try to take away their freedom of mobility is it's, it's uncompassionate. It's wrong. I, I mean, there's so many things that come to mind, Steve. And then there's the issue regarding the way our, the, you know, well, sound like 
<laughs> we've turned this into let's beat up on RTD, but I'm sorry. It's just where, where my thoughts take me. Uh, every morning on my way in, I pass the H-Line train over here on 225. Four cars. Four empty cars. I know. Now, if you want to run the H-Line at 410, 415, fine. But run it with one car. Pick up the other three cars as you need them. Do not run four empty cars back and forth. The energy consumed, the wear and tear in the cars, whatever. It, it's just... It just doesn't really make sense. But that's the thing about government is is, uh, is they're not really they, – they don't have to have results. They just keep the programs going. And uh, I think that we – I think we need to get Randall O'Toole on. He has done a, a recent piece on RTD, so let's get him on. And uh, so anyway, um, went down, testified at the Capitol, and people will get up and they'll say, who am I here you know, representing? And in this particular case, I said, I am here representing – all of the hardworking Coloradoans who are either at work or taking care of their families and could not come down here and spend so much time uh, to testify. So anyway, that's what I did yesterday. Uh, the show today, we're actually going to, we have some great guests. Juliana Day uh, is going to join us. She has really been watching this House Bill uh, 191032, which is the sex education bill. And so we're going to talk with her about what's going on on that. And then in the third and fourth segment, Karen Cataline, she is a columnist. She's a radio show host, a speaker. And she did a recent piece regarding is the left gone out of their minds, basically. And so we'll chat with her about that. Before we do that, though, uh, I love sports. I love individuals working hard to be the best they can be to compete and win and, and lose, which hurts. Uh, and Hooters Restaurants is my sports headquarters. Uh, it's time to focus on the Nuggets and the Avs. And March Madness is right around the corner. And I am a KU basketball fan, so I love March Madness, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Uh, so Hooters is a great place to watch the games. Specials start at $10 for a draft and 10 boneless wings. And Hooters Wings Can Fly. Steve, I had the girls over last night, and I had those new smoked wings. They're half the calories, and they disappeared. So order Hooters Wings to go or have them delivered right to your front door. More information, visit HootersColorado.com. That's HootersColorado.com. Let them know that you know the Americhicks. Uh, We'll go to break. When we come back, we'll be chatting with Juliana Day. All AmeriChick sponsors are an exclusive partnership with the AmeriChicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson and grow your business, contact Kim at AmeriChicks.com. That's AmeriChicks.com. You want to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and Americhick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best with well-priced, made-to-measure clothes that fit a busy lady's lifestyle. Gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email Kim at Americhicks.com for your initial style consult. Kim at Americhicks.com. Social media is important to the Americhicks, since it's an avenue we can utilize to hear from and speak to all of our friends. For those of you who enjoy listening to the show, we'd love to hear what's on your radar. Follow us and talk to us at Americhicks Twitter and Facebook pages. Also, if you're a business owner who could benefit from some extra foot traffic from like-minded friends, consider advertising on the Americhicks radio show. Contact us at Americhicks.com or email Kim at Americhicks.com. 
my funny Valentine. Sweet comedy. Oh, Frank Sinatra. I love Frank. That's a great song, Steve. Thanks for for pulling that. Hey, let's go ahead and jump in here. I am Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks. Dissecting issues is right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Uh, Check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. That is where I am on Facebook and Twitter as well. Uh, Thrilled to have on the line with me a friend, Juliana Day, uh, that she has really been concerned regarding this sex education bill. It is House Bill 19-1032. I am as well. Uh, and so, Juliana, I asked her to, to uh, come on. She's She's got some things going on and wanted to chat just a little bit about that. Uh, so, Juliana, welcome. Hi, Kim. How are you? Well, I am good. And before we jump in here, you have such a heart for the American idea, and you are so dedicated to protecting that. But could you uh, tell our listeners just a little bit about your story? Well, I came from Peru uh, 18 years ago, and for me, the United States, it's such an incredible, incredible country, and it's really uh, worth fighting for. So my life has been for years dedicated to support causes and uh, people who fight for freedom and capitalism. So this morning, uh, even though I'm a community leader, but I'm here as a concerned citizen and as a parent. And uh, I really feel that, that this bill is just such a threat against everything the United States represents. So it's critical for us just uh, to unite and go against this bill that uh, is just terrible for our kids. Well, it truly is terrible for our kids, and I, I have it right here. For those of you that don't know what this is exactly, this is House Bill 19-1032. we have talked about it. We're going to continue to shed light on this. But I'm going to read just in the bill summary. This is straight from the bill sum- summary. It says, the bill clarifies content requirements for public schools that offer comprehensive human sexuality education. It prohibits instruction from explicitly or implicitly teaching or endorsing religious ideology or sectarian tenets or doctrines. It prohibits using shame-based or stigmatizing language or instructional tools. It prohibits employing gender norms or gender stereotypes. So that's boy girl, he, she, and it prohibits excluding the relational or sexual experiences. Now get that, sexual experiences of lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender individuals. Now, Juliana, I I would say I'm a conservatarian. I I really am a live and let live kind of girl. Um, You know, so, but we're we're past that regarding the LGTB thing. This is no longer a live and let live. This is an ideology. This is a religion, if you will, LGTB, that is going to be taught in our schools. And um, and the fact that we would be teaching experiences, we're a long way now from the birds and the bees. uh, And we didn't even start to learn that until I was in sixth grade. But this starts in fourth grade and could even actually start in kindergarten because they want to talk about healthy lifestyles to our children starting in kindergarten. And so we may be actually teaching our kids this as as young as five years old. And and Juliana, when I was five years old in kindergarten, we were just trying to figure out how to stand in line, 
you know, learn our ABCs and, you know, keep our hands to ourselves. I mean, I, I just can't believe what's going on here. That, that, that's, the, that's what is so outrageous about this bill, because they are trying to rob the innocent of our children. There's no right for a politically motivated uh, legislature or special interest like Planned Parenthood to dictate our children's education curriculum. That's why I'm completely opposed to this. And that, that, those legislatures are going to be remembered for playing a role in having new generations of over-sexualized, depressed, and confused little children. We cannot allow that to happen. Well, so where are we at exactly? This had uh, gone through committee. So where is this bill exactly in the legislature? Do you know? Yes. Uh, uh, right now, well, it's a schedule for its final vote on the House, and it's going to take place at 9 o'clock. This morning? So there are so many, yeah, this morning, this morning. So there are so many ways we can get involved and do something against uh, this bill. So I just I ask the people, please, please go on Facebook Live and passionately just explain why this bill is so dangerous for our little kids. So have a video for two minutes or less and uh, use the hashtag don't mess with our kids. And, you know, the message should be very clear. We are not going to allow this to happen because these legislatures, they are counting on us to do nothing. But this time it's going to be completely different. So we just call your representatives, call your senators, and the, the sponsors of this bill, there are two senators, Senator Nancy Todd and Don Coram. I hope I'm pronouncing That's correct. his last name correctly. And um, so it's, it's going to be critical for us to mobilize and uh, like I said, it's going to be a schedule. It's a schedule for two, this morning at 9 o'clock just for its final vote. Okay. So uh, everyone, um, everybody needs to do one thing each day to make sure that we're standing for freedom, that we're, you know, making sure that we are, are, are taking care of our children, careful about what we're passing on to our children. So this is your thing to do this morning. Get your cup of coffee, get to your computer, and start having those fingers do some work. And uh, you can email your uh, legislators. And uh, primarily, uh, probably um, Nancy Todd and Don Corm, it would be very important to let them know what you think. And interestingly enough, uh, Don Corm is the Republican senator from Montrose. And I was... I was astonished to see that we have a Republican who is actually sponsoring this this very, very bad piece of legislation. And so, my friends, elections really matter. And uh, I, I, you can no longer just vote R or D just because they have an R or D behind their name. We need to make sure that we understand, you know, what their values are. I think the, you know, Juliana, I think the Coloradoans are very surprised at what is actually happening down at the the state legislature. You know, it was a, a sweep by the Democrats, but they didn't run on the stuff that they're doing. No, and uh, I've been talking to a lot of people, and they have no idea what they're planning to do and what they're doing right now. And they're trying to pass these bills so fast, so people don't have any idea what's happening. But uh, it's just that, you know, I'm still mad and I'm in shock that is happening in the United States. 
that they are going to be forcing this. You know that uh, you were asking me about my, a little bit about myself. Yeah, when I was born, uh, it was during very difficult times in Peru. I was born in Peru, and there was a prevailing instability, social unrest, and the country was controlled by a left-wing dictator. And I know what it means when they're trying to impose you, when they are trying to force you to do something. So please, that's why I'm completely advocated just to fight for freedom in the United States because I know how bad it can get. And it's already bad enough. It's just a very shocking to me. This is the United States is the beacon of freedom. And we are talking about this this group of legislatures, this is special interest, and they are trying just to mess with our kids. So the, mes- the message should be very clear. And let's unite. Let's send the message to these uh, representatives. Don't mess with our kids. This is about the freedom of the parents to teach uh, the education and uh, to control what is behind the doors. And uh, we, you know, uh, it is extremely concerning for me to see that uh, uh, we are electing these representatives and uh, what they are want, they, they want to play these games about teaching sex and sex and sex when the, our kids need to be taught about science, about history. They are already falling behind. But instead of concentrating their efforts in improving the educational system, now we are just trying to teach sex and sex and sex. It's already, uh, it's already bad enough. It's, we are living in, in a generation that is already over-sexualized. So please, I just, uh, I'm trying to make an appeal to all the people, that are, uh, your, listener, your listeners, to do, just to join me and start just fighting back. Oh, Juliana, that is, uh, first of all, you're so inspirational. Your story is so inspirational. And we need to, to, to take a line in the sand here and say not on our watch. So, everyone, you need to reach out to your legislators. Let them know that um, you are totally against this and don't mess with our kids. And we are. We're hypersexualizing our children. We're not letting kids be kids anymore, Juliana. And uh, it's time to say enough. And so thank you so much. Everyone, if you can get down to the Capitol at 9 o'clock today, that would be fantastic. If you can't, call and email your legislators so that and say, don't mess with our kids. That's all you have to say is don't mess with our kids and uh, that you are totally against House Bill 191032. Uh, so, Juliana, thank you so much. I really appreciate your hard work on this, and you have such a passion for the American idea. It's, uh, it's very inspirational. So have a good day. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Okay. And let's jump over here and talk to Jason McBride. Uh, Jason, happy Valentine's Day. Well, happy Valentine's Day to you, too. Uh, can I tell you a funny uh, quip here? Absolutely. So it's, it's quick. So last night uh, I stopped in the Taco Bell here by my house. Yeah, I was buying my son Bruce a, a gift card for Taco Bell for Valentine's Day. And the the girl behind the counter, I picked up the gift card, and I said, can you put $20 on this? And she's looking at me with this mortified look on her face, Kim. She said, this isn't a gift for your wife for Valentine's (laughs) Day, is it? (laughs) Like, 
oh yeah, she likes. She really likes burritos. It was, it was just funny to see her face. She was so afraid I was about to make a huge mistake. <laughs> that is funny. That is so funny. So, well, hey, Jason, let's jump over here. You know, we've recently we've heard a lot of talk and propaganda about how awful these tax cuts are because people are getting a lower refund than last year. Unpack that a little bit. Well, you know, there's. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing the same thing, uh, but there's little mention that your paycheck has actually been higher for the whole year, so you actually kept more money in your pocket overall. So I don't know if this is propaganda or people just don't realize that or if, quite frankly, they want their cake uh, to have their cake and eat it too. But when they changed the, the taxes, there was a lot of uh, uh, instruction out there saying, hey, if you want to get the same refund, you need to change your payroll withholding. So if you chose not to uh, act on that and didn't talk to HR, uh, you know, I don't know what else to say. It's your own fault. So if you don't like it, talk to your HR department now uh, to prevent the same thing from happening next year. So. Uh, if you want Uncle Sam to babysit your money and pay you no interest for the whole year, then you need to talk to HR. Well, uh, yeah, I think that people, and I don't think people really realize that, yes, they are actually, if they're overpaying, they are giving Uncle Sam a tax-free loan for the year. And I know people love to get a refund, but, I mean, if you really think about it, it's probably better to, to keep your own money. So, now, Jason, if people, you know, have questions about this kind of stuff, you or, or the team over there at Presidential Wealth Management can answer those questions. And uh, so for more information, uh, the website is chickspresidential.com. That's chickspresidential.com. And phone number is 303-694-1600, 303-694-1600. And you do a podcast each week. And uh, I actually get to, uh, to be on the podcast th- th- this week with you. I'm excited about that. Well, get to. I get to be lucky enough to have you on the podcast with me this week is the way I look at it. But you're right. You go to chickspresidential.com. Up at the top, there's a button that says podcast. Our new episode comes out uh, every Friday. So tomorrow when it comes out, uh, Kim, you and I are going to discuss this tax stuff in a lot more detail uh, you're going to be kind enough to uh, share a lot of your knowledge on Tabor. Uh, we're going to talk about a few other uh, tax-related issues uh, on the podcast today. So uh, I think it's great. Plus, we'll go through some examples um, of actual several scenarios of the income last year or uh, 2017 versus 2018 and what the actual change and how much taxes people actually had to pay uh, really are. And I think it'll be very, very enlightening. Well, I'm excited about that. So be sure and check out chickspresidential.com. That's chickspresidential.com. And uh, Jason, I'll see you later and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Thanks, Kim. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Let's go to break. But before we do, we have just a fantastic uh, guest that is on the line, Karen Cataline. She is a columnist. She's a speaker. She's a radio show host. And one of her most recent pieces is is uh, I, the, I, the exact title. It's along the line of has the left uh, lost their minds. So I can't wait to talk to Karen about that. We're going to go to break. Uh, we'll be right back. Work with mortgage professionals who will give you quick and accurate financial advice. 
Home Mortgage Alliance has the knowledge and expertise to explore the many financial options available to you. The mortgage process can be stressful, and as interest rates rise, it's more important than ever to get pre-qualified now so you're ready to buy. Call Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance to make sure that you're making the right financial choice for you and your family. 303-888-2732. Kim and Mark will remain available to you 24-7 to help you through the process. Choose the only mortgage professionals recommended by the Americhicks with Kim Munson. Call Kim and Mark with Home Mortgage Alliance today. 303-888-2732. Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich & Company help your business plan ahead financially. The AmeriChicks with Kim Munson highly recommends Predovich & Company as your financial business consultant. Predovich & Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn about the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich & Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for tax season. Organize your business finances with Predovich & Company. Call 303-791-3000 today. Welcome back. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you out there. Uh, Very special day. I'm Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks, dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, we need to be having these conversations. Be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com, and that's where I am on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering a conservatarian perspective. And I just realized I forgot to mention something when I was talking about Vino and Veritas, our uh, study of the Federalist Papers with Dr. Thomas Cranawitter. I need to make sure that I give a great shout-out to Harmony Ridge Construction. They were our... January presenting sponsors and uh, Rafe and the team over there. You know, if you have a project, they they are the guys that can help you with that. They're um, they're reputable. They you know strive for excellence. They're just really really great people. So Harmony Ridge Construction, and then for February, our pre- uh, presenting sponsor is Susan Kochevar with Eighty Eight Drive In Theater. And uh, spring's right around the corner. They're going to open in March next month. I can't believe it. Uh, so again, thank you to Harmony Ridge Construction and Susan Kochevar at Eighty Eight. Eight Drive-In Theater for uh, their presenting sponsorships of Vino and Veritas. Uh, Karen Cataline, it is so, we have been talking about getting you on the show, and it's great to finally have you here. Welcome. Oh, it's great to talk to you, Kim, and what an honor and a pleasure to be with you. Well, right back at you. And uh, you had (laughs) you'd recently had written a piece. I've got the the actual title here now. Has the left gone off the deep end? And Karen, as I was working on the promo for for the show yesterday, I I just hit a few things. And we're talking a lot about freedom and force. I mean, that's really the big question out there, and that's the big question about government, you know, across history and across across the world today. But the New Green Deal is advocating to pay people who are unwilling to work. Uh, the left is uh, advocating aborting babies in the fourth trimester. They're advocating getting rid of the Electoral College, which is in the Constitution. They are mm-hmm. advocating to force people to buy electric cars. So, Karen, mm-hmm. has the left gone off the deep end? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> okay, interview's over. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Thanks so much. We greatly appreciate it. Have a great yeah. day. <laughs> Good talking to you. <laughs> Um, I think the piece you're talking about, sometimes the title gets changed, and that's just fine. 
Um, the piece that's on my blog that I believe you're referring to, uh, I used the title, Is the Left Creating an Alternate Reality? And I think that's just exactly what they're doing. I think that there is a, we're in a transition area and, and sort of the middle, middle uh, of imposing real hardcore socialism on this country. I believe they've been angling to do it for a very long time. And one of the ways that they do that, I think, because we're watching it before our very eyes, is to do a complete 180 on a lot of the stuff that they were advocating for not even 10 years ago, a whole lot less. I usually like to say that uh, liberals don't really care about hypocrisy because they don't care what they said last Thursday. And yet we're supposed to trust them to be our benevolent dictators? Um, case in point, uh, they're always lecturing us about danger, 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 you know? We can't use straws, and we, and of course... Using a gun, a law-abiding citizen using a gun to defend himself? Oh, that's just too dangerous. And, and toy guns are dangerous for kids. Meanwhile, they advocate shooting galleries in, in downtown Denver. So they don't really care. For dr- for drugs, None of yeah. it is about any of that. And, and what I think Republicans make a huge mistake uh, is taking them at their word. Well, that you know, go to the motive, go to what their true motive is, and there you'll find the real answer. Well, you know, I really do think that the veil is off on this. And Steve and I had a a number of sound bites queued up for uh, regarding uh, Ocasio Cortez's uh, New Green Deal. And Steve, if you can get find that first one that we were going to talk about, the guy on Tucker Carlson. When you find that, let me know. But. Karen, I think that the the veil is now off on the agenda. It really is an agenda of freedom or force. Now they have used they're using um, heartstrings to push forward their agendas. Well, I went down yesterday and testified regarding the uh, executive orders uh, uh, regarding uh, let's see low emission vehicles and zero emission vehicles. And uh, Senator, Senator John Cook has brought forth legislation to push back on those. Now, of course, it mm-hmm. uh, did not pass out out of committee on a party-line vote. But it's freedom or force. But what has been so interesting, yes. and the left has been so good at this, is uh, you know, Sierra Club, League of Women Voters, you know, a variety of people came to testify against the bill. But, and they talk about asthma. And, that, and in a way, it's a straw man. I mean, we, I care about all children. I, and definitely, I think we're to be good stewards of the earth. But there's also this freedom of mobility that because of that, regular everyday people are living lives that are so, you know, so much better than even just two generations ago. And it's, it's a variety of things, but one of them is freedom of mobility. And while the the left says that, you know, they care about people, they care about, you know, children in essence, they are using that and hiding behind that to try to push forward their agenda. I couldn't agree more. If I may be so bold, I just put out a piece on Town Hall called Real Compassion Respects the Other Guy's Freedom. And nice. it was my attempt because we've all tried, you know, to do this. I believe, let me just back up a bit. I believe that it's a real gift that the left is finally out of the closet 
And I think it's Donald Trump that forced them out of the ideological closet and let us know who they really are. Some of us, like you, political watchers, have been watching this for a long time, and we've been saying that, and people said, oh, no, no, you're just such a radical by thinking everybody's a socialist. Well, guess what? The left is now run and controlled by socialists. Those are the ones uh, demanding the agenda, and they have educated out the whole notion of free will, the very cornerstone of our Constitution. So... I think it is a terrific gift for us because we can have this conversation publicly and it's up to every one of us. You are such a wonderful role model for doing exactly that, for doing your part and using your megaphone to educate people about the difference between what you personally believe and what you're willing to use the government to force others to do. Well, uh, and we have to show up. Uh, you know, I didn't really become involved in all this till about 2012. I was becoming more and more concerned about the direction of the country. I was concerned about what, you know, the kids were coming home from school talking about. You know, I, I was thinking that they were studying Shakespeare in, in English. I mean, my dad in a little, you know, a little country school, I mean, he studied Lincoln and he studied Shakespeare and and they thought about big ideas and now we've got this this uh, sex education bill that is all hedonistic it's all on physical uh, attributes versus trying to think about you know being a better person introspection on who are we you know why are we here um, Karen let's do this let's go to break when we come back Steve has it queued up uh, the uh, Ocasio Cortez's uh, what's his name uh, Steve. Her uh, number one advisor to this <laughs> Green New Deal, uh, Professor Cornell Professor Robert Hockett. Okay, and Robert Hockett was on Tucker Carlson on Friday night. And I heard this, and I'm like, the guy is, and I, I really hate to accuse people of lying because I take that very seriously. But I'm, I'm driving, and I'm like, the guy is lying because I read the, the New Green Deal. And Karen, this is another thing. Mm. Sometimes... Hit the print button because I was researching the new Green Deal last week for the show. I found it and mm-hmm. I hit print, and so I've got the copy that they now are trying to walk back. So it's always mm-hmm. nice to have that hard yeah. copy in your hand. So let's go to break. We'll uh, listen to that soundbite and then I'd like you to comment on that. So this is Kim Munson with the Americhicks talking with columnist, speaker, radio show host Karen Cataline. We'll be right back. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. As a Colorado representative to the National Board of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Since losing her mother to breast cancer, Karen Levine has helped organize a local fundraising event called Karen's for the Cure, raising money for breast cancer research. Karen Levine comes highly recommended by the Americhicks with Kim Munson. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. It's Valentine's Day, a day to be happy when you have a baby. Hey, happy Valentine's Day to all of you out there. This is Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks Dissecting Issues as Right versus Wrong. 
Instead of right versus left, agree or disagree, let's have these conversations. Be sure and check out my website, americhicks.com, and that is where I am on Facebook and Twitter as well. I'm thrilled to have on the line with me uh, Karen Cataline. She is uh, she's just a, a, a big thinker, and she's able to articulate uh, these thoughts in, in very effective manner. So, Karen, very quickly, tell people about your radio show. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, I do an Internet live call-in talk radio show on Tuesdays, 2 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Eastern. It's only an hour, uh, but if you can't tune in, and you can always call in, which is really always fun to be able to do that. Um, uh, and uh, I've got all the podcasts on my website, www.karencataline.com. If you know how to spell my name, you'll know how to find me. How do you Trying spell to grow your name? My Twitter followers. <laughs> ah, thank you. Karen spelled the normal way. Cataline spelled K-A-T-A-L-I-N-E. Uh, all you got to do is go to my website at Showtime, click on the picture, and it'll take you to the play button, and then you can listen live or call in. There's a phone number there. Um, and so we talk about things national, but uh, of course, I love to fill in and do other things local. I am in Colorado, and uh, and I'm a native of Denver, and I just have to say it breaks my heart to yeah. see what they're doing to my to our, hometown our of Denver. My parents were born and raised in Denver, and uh, and so I am heartened by the fact that people are fighting back. I think that we are making progress on these so-called safe injection sites. And unfortunately, we're going to have to do that for the next two years because they control everything. Well, and I think you alluded to this, but uh, regarding um, an alternate reality, they have been angling for this. This has been going on for a long time. I would venture to say Mm -hmm. since the 70s for sure, the 60s and Mm -hmm. the 70s. But the veil is off on what is going on. And I think that the... And the Democrat Party of today is not the Democrat Party of JFK. It has now lurched so far to the left, and it's been taken over by radical progressive activists. And And I think that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, in a way, are wringing their hands with these new young ones that are in Congress now because uh, the veil is off. And as people are realizing what's going on, they're like, wait a minute, but uh, Steve, let's go ahead and do this soundbite from Tucker Carlson. <laughs> They're not as good as lying. They're not <laughs> as good at lying. That's right. So, okay, right. hold on here. Yeah. It's not okay. all of the details have been ironed out as of tonight, and that's why we're grateful that Robert Hockett is here. He's a law professor at Cornell. He's advising Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on the Green New Deal, and he joins us. Professor, thanks very much for coming on. So, thanks, can Tucker. I ask the obvious question? Why would we ever pay people who are, quote, unwilling to work? Uh, I, we, we never would, right? And, and AOC has never said anything like that, right? I think you're referring to some sort of document that some, I think some doctored document that somebody other than us has been circulating. Boy, Karen, can you believe that? I, I actually have the document, and it says right in there to pay people unwilling to work. And so the veil is off, and uh, I'm grateful for that. And your point, I think Donald Trump was the catalyst that caused this to happen. I do, too. And um, that is exactly what I wrote just recently, that Donald Trump, it's hard to think that it's accidental. It is not accidental that he has the effect of a giant over overuse of scotch on these people. They lose their inhibitions. They go over the top. Their hair's on fire. And we get to see the seething hatred and the hypocrisy that they really always had. It's just that they were really good at lying about it. 
Uh, I don't believe every single, uh, just to, to, to qualify, not every single Democrat uh, believes these things. The problem is that the strategists are the ones that kind of call the shots, and they encourage collectivist thinking so that other people jump on the bandwagon, mostly because they want to think of themselves as compassionate. It's more about their self-image than it is that this is a good idea. Um, and I always go to motive and to the pattern of behavior because I'll tell you one of the many things that sticks in my craw, Kim, and that is that Republicans, frankly, are too nice. <laughs> Republicans are constantly giving the benefit of the doubt to people who clearly have shown us that they hate this country, they hate what this country was founded on, and their policies are designed to destroy, demean, and, uh, and uh, decay our country. Anybody who thinks that enabling uh, IV drug use in the middle of downtown Denver uh, is a good thing and that it will help the neighborhood uh, is preposterous. And even if you're a libertarian, and I have strong libertarian leanings, I don't want the government subsidizing and enabling IV drug users. Uh, and this is what they want. It, it almost sounds, in fact, it does sound like uh, opium dens in China. Well, we know that that was funded by George Soros. George Soros has no love for this country. He sees America as standing in the way of his socialist utopian dream of which he and his descendants are the dictators. Well, and what is so interesting to me is, and, and you know, you go down and you can testify, and it can be any particular piece of legislation, and you now know what the story is going to be. Uh, I mean, I, I, and I, when I sat on city council, I saw this as well, that um, there's personal stories. I'm not sure in the left uses personal stories, I'm not sure that they're always true. I, I, Obama was a master at this. And I'd be sitting there thinking, that is, that's effective. I'm not sure that it's true, but it is effective. And um, so they've been using this and using this and, and trying to make it look like people that want to have freedom of mobility hate children. I mean, that's exactly kind of what they want to say. But actually, if families have freedom of mobility, they're actually able to take their kids to doctor's appointments or soccer or families are able to go to work so that they can make a living to take care of their families. And uh, so it's kind of like, I think that that's worn out. We need to make sure that we start to talk about these, these issues with the big ideas of freedom or force. Do we want to pass on freedom to our kids or are we going to force them into, in essence, I think they want people to live in just these little apartments near a light rail, go to work, go sure. home, and that's your existence. Well, our Thomas, wasn't, it, yeah, wasn't it Thomas Jefferson who warned, warned us and future, future generations? I don't have a history background. You do. Uh, it, uh, he warned us against living in big cities and living on top of each other. because the, the, And I lived in New York City. I lived in L.A., a miserable almost two years I detested L.A., where people who live on top of each other are dependent and are, are taught to, to think and behave collectively. What concerns me most is the educational system that we've been at the sleep at the switch. Yeah, we have. Because we've taught people that the term American exceptionalism is an evil, terrible, racist term. We've taught people, many of them, not we, but them, that individualism is somehow selfish, 
that's the perennial uh, debate that Ayn Rand uh, was trying to address. It's not selfish. If you take care of and you have enlightened self-interest, you'll be in a better position to help others. Those are the principles we really need to teach. And uh, we're behind the eight ball. But I think with media and with mass immediate information, we may, in fact, be able to reverse this in a shorter time, God willing, than we were able, than we had to get here. And that's important because I don't think we have that kind of time of several generations. We got to do it fast, we got to do it quick, and we have a unique opportunity in Donald Trump to be able to uh, educate people on a large scale. I, uh, I, I guess I'm optimistic and hopeful that that will happen now that they're out of the closet. Well, and that is for sure. I think there's also something, uh, I think McConnell is going to bring this new Green Deal to a vote. And I think that is absolutely brilliant because that means that Cory Booker and Kamala Harris and uh, Amy Klobuchar, you know, uh, all of these senators that are running for president, it's going to get them on record on what they think about this new Green Deal. I think that is a great idea. Hey, Steve, you had a comment? I never know what to think about McConnell, but this is genius. Yeah. And as he says, I'll, I'll get everybody on record where they stand. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. That's smart. It's, yeah, I and love it's, a, it's it. about and, and time think, we we use a yeah. little strategy, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, I think so too, and and I think it's great that someone again, like Donald Trump, has pushed uh, Mitch McConnell to be a little more uh, uh, offensive than constantly on the defense. Yeah, we need to absolutely, and you are a woman. Karen Cataline, who is on the offense, you uh, you see yeah. big ideas and um, and you talk about them. And so it's really great to have you on the show. So uh, got just a couple of minutes. Your final thoughts. Uh, I just thank you for the work that you do and encouraging people to use their voice and speak up. It's like use it or lose it. If you don't use your freedom, freedom God forbid, you might lose it. If you disagree, if you want to talk to me, if you want to connect on Twitter, KarenCataline.com. Would love to hear from your listeners, and uh, I I love the work you do. Well, right, so, right thanks back for doing it. Yeah, right back at you. And there's I'm I'm encouraged as well. And you know, I, I say, Karen, that I really think that we are in the third founding of America. There was George yeah. Washington yeah. and and the colonists. There was Lincoln. You know, the Civil War. And in the, the, the third founding of America, I, I never really dreamed it was going to be Donald Trump, but I think he's the guy. Yeah. And we have to be in the fight. Every one of you needs yep. to do something every day to make sure that you are pushing forward freedom. And it may just be having a conversation, you know, with the, the wait staff after the uh, uh, hearing. I was at a restaurant and um, had been there for breakfast, then went back for lunch. And the waitress had said, so how did it go? I said, well, you know, they didn't vote in our favor. And then I explained this whole thing about these zero emission vehicles and low emission vehicles in a short, you know, insane. Basically, this is going to reduce people's choices of mobility, and it's going to increase the cost of vehicles. And she said, that's not a good idea. And so you can take just two minutes and you can make a difference. And I know that you're doing that, Karen Kettling. Well, thank you. And I know you do. And it's amazing how much you can impact, have an impact on people that you see every day in a kind of a non-confrontational, which of course is not my strength, <laughs> way. Like at the gas pump, 
you know. Absolutely. So, all those kinds of things. You can do that. That's for sure. So it's Karen Cataline. That's K-A-T-A-L-E-I-N-E dot com, right? Dot com? That's correct. Okay. K-A-T-A-L-I-N-E. Thank you. My pleasure to be with you. You have a great day. So, okay, our quote for today, Thomas Sowell, the great economist. Life in general has never been even close to fair. So the pretense that the government can make it fair is a valuable and inexhaustible asset to politicians who want to expand government. So today, happy Valentine's Day. Read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. This is Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks signing off. God bless you, and God bless America.